Cross Atlantic Gaming is on YouTube. Go give us a sub on YouTube and see what beautiful clips, trips, and anything in between that we come up with. Weekly content is always posted. That's a chocolate guarantee, that is. and welcome to episode 91 of Cross Atlantic Gaming. I'm your host, Risky the Kid, and joining me this week, as always, is my co-host, Moose. What's up, buddy? Not much. And in our rotating third chair this week, someone that some of you may have heard of if you were around back in the Risky Radio days, former co-host of that podcast, and dear friend, Mr. Waterloo. Hello, everybody. It's me. Did you miss me? I know I didn't. I mean, did. See, you know, Russian's very confusing. <laughs> oh, it's an oldie but a goodie, isn't it? Oh, what's it's going good. on, Waterloo? How you doing? Yeah, you know, just um, being alive, playing video games, um, stuff like that. You know, the you, usual. You can't ask for much more than being alive and yeah. playing video games. I know, you know, and if you did ask for much more, then you'd just be greedy. So, That's true. Don't want to be greedy. <laughs> since Risky Radio went off what, about two years ago, not much is different. <laughs> Doesn't um, sound like anything has changed. Mm, no, I mean, my beard comes in a little fuller now. Atta boy. <laughs> on some of the patchy spots. Becoming um, more of a man every day, Lou. Yeah, I mean, that's about it, you know. My, I think my Russian accent's getting a little better. Um, or, or it's getting or, rusty. You haven't used it over the airwaves in a while. It's true. I mean, I talk to some customers that way, so... Are you supposed to do that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> if they're Russian? Oh, it's okay. Okay. You fit You fit right in with them. Yeah, make them feel like they're at home. Good, good, good. Well, good to have you on a podcast uh, once good, again. Good to be here. It's been forever. Um, all right, we don't really have much to take care of before we get right into it, so... Another week in gaming. What have we all been getting into? Moose, I will start with you. You're diving back into The Division 2, uh, checking out some of the old DLC. Are you trying to get ready for Warlords of New York? Um, I'm not sure. You know, I'm, I guess I'm looking into it to see if it's worth another 30 bucks to play Warlords. And, you know, the level design on all these levels is so good. I, wanted, I can't remember what the first level I played was. It's like Oak hill camp or something like that it's basically like a, a mockery of camp david and so you're you're running through the woods hiding behind giant logs and there's just enemies galore and then there's a big boss fight at the end and then the best dlc portion that i played was um, the new stuff the coney island so um you start out there's a safe house there <clears throat> and then there's a uh a side mission where you've got to go rescue the doctor that may have the cure for the uh the dollar flu and he is trapped in like a, it almost looks like a pod, like a, one of those moving pods. Yeah. In the middle uh-huh. of the baseball diamond, like the middle of the infield for the minor league baseball team on Coney Island. And so you've got to, you start out going down through the basement and you fight all through the corridors down there and you come up onto the field and have to fight through, you know, they have barricades and trash and then they have uh, helicopters dropping off enemies of, or waves of enemies as well. Um, so it's it's very involved in um, just, you know, fighting at a baseball stadium is pretty cool. I was going to say, so you're doing all of that inside of the stadium? Right. 
That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and that was just the side mission. So then when you get done with that, the main mission is to um, go take out the boss that kidnapped that doctor, and they're hanging out in the amusement park. So you have to go through... Um, like the main boardwalk area with all the games and stuff. And then you go through kind of like the roller coaster area. And then it kind of culminates at a haunted house. And it's one of those, you know, moving rides where you ride on the cars. But you have to walk on the tracks. And there's just guides everywhere. There's themes popping out at you. There's eerie music. It's it's just really cool. That sounds that, fun. Mm-hmm. There, uh, have, you, have you ever been to Coney Island? Yes, I went once when I went out to New York a few years ago. Was it so. one of those weird things where it's like, this feels kind of familiar? Yeah, but I went literally like the summer after the hurricane came, so it was in kind of rough shape. Oh, so yeah. we went to Nathan's and... Yep, got um, yourself a hot dog. Yeah, we rode mm, on the Wonder Wheel, which I would not recommend to anybody because that thing is scary and dangerous, even though it's just a Ferris wheel. <laughs> You're you just afraid feel... it's going to tip over and roll yeah. into the ocean? <laughs> it just doesn't feel safe at all. Because you know those ca- those chairs like rock back and forth. They go on that little track, so they kind of like slide around on the on the wheel. Yeah, uh, and it's like you said, it's terrifying. Right. I, I don't think I ever went on that, and I don't think I ever would. No. Yeah. Well, well, you know, roller coasters are fun, but Ferris wheels, yeah, whole different story. Yeah, I think the roller coaster was still in the ocean at that point, so <laughs> <laughs> they weren't they weren't taking riders that day. But, uh, yeah, it was cool just seeing, you know, Coney Island and the Carnival. And, you know, like I said, the level design in those games is so awesome. It's worth a playthrough just once, even if you do it that way. And they have everything in a, a story mode, so it's not it doesn't make it too difficult. It basically plays to whatever level you are. I had no problem melting the yellow bar guys, playing it through on story mode. And matchmaking still works great because I matchmade. And usually before I was halfway through either level, I had at least two people on my squad with me. <clears throat> that's awesome um has anything changed systems wise i guess or is it yeah. it's kind of yeah but okay. i don't have any idea because i didn't mess with a ton of that i just basically put whatever the highest gear score was or whatever highest uh green loot i had that would give me the boost you know if you add so many items of green loot that you get bonuses i forget what they call it uh, yeah, like the sets or whatever. Yeah, bonuses with the sets. Yeah, yeah, the set bonuses. So if I had, you know, and it seemed like the loot was dropping at a pretty high rate. Like I was getting, I got probably seven or eight green drops on each one of those levels, which I wasn't getting any green drops before. It seemed like I got a few green pieces before I started these. So yeah, they want to get you pumped up to play to give you the right. loot so you're ready to play at the new DLC. Yeah, and also, heads up, everybody out there, this is the game that's $3 right now, so <laughs> any platform you don't have it on. That's go ahead so and get funny. It. I was like, where don't I have it? $3? Yeah. I think Who I'm doesn't need... have it out of my friends? I will buy you one, and you, you can have it, one. Right? You can have one. Yeah, I think I need to pick it up on Steam just so I can practice clicking the heads. Yeah, if I don't have an extra copy, which I should check, because oh, I was yeah. like, well, I picked it up on... I think it's on Epic right now. So I was like, I picked it up on Epic for $3, and then Ladonian sent me a message. He's like, "Uh, I'm pretty sure that it came with your graphics card that you bought when you built your computer. So I was like, oh, well, maybe I have a free copy somewhere and a copy that I just bought. (laughs) So if I have that, I'll send it your way. Some of those time codes are sensitive, though, because I know um, I found an EA access code from, like, 
a year and a half ago and it's no longer valid. And then my brother-in-law found, um, an original from like, my nephew got his Xbox, I think I want to say like a year and a half, two years ago. And he found the Xbox live code and it doesn't work anymore either. Huh? So oh, bummer. I wonder if you like just ask Microsoft, Hey, I have this expired one. They'd give you like another one. Just do for something for you. Yeah. That'd be Could nice. Be. But yeah, um, I wish they had a battle royale for division. Just that game's so fun, but it would be fun to have a multiplayer like that. But they'll never do anything. Dude, That's the dark zone is pretty ruthless. Yeah, I heard. But I think it's a little like you get confused with the uh, NPCs there and the uh, live players having it be like PV PVE. Yeah, PVEVP. PVEVE. There you go. Yeah. But I, I mean. I I like games that do that too, where they have like the realistic world in there, like places you've been. I wish more games did that too. That right. would be really, you know, like oh, you would want to play it just because you're like, oh, I've been there. Let's see how accurate it is. Well, or, that was like when the Division One came out, wasn't that shortly after you had just moved back from New York City? Yeah, it was or like a couple years after, whatever. Like that was probably pretty awesome getting to yeah. see some of that stuff, like how well it's actually done in that game. Oh, yeah, and, like, I was like, you know what? I always wanted to do this in real life, just, like, run down the streets in New York and shoot a gun, but hey, I can't do it in wow. real life, but wow. I can do it in the game. Yeah, that'll get you some jail time, ass Plex. Yeah. That's what. That's why I, I didn't do it, you know? Good, well, good, you, good, you, good. You know what I'm saying. Like, I yeah. don't actually want to go do that, but, like, it would be a paintball maybe, you know? But, yeah, I think, you know, in Division Two, the they took the level design to a 10 from mm-hmm. what they did in one because you know first of all all the different landmarks they have in dc and they just mm-hmm. nail every single one of them plus they add it you know if it's been overgrown for three or four years and nobody's been maintaining anything and it just has that plant life shabby unkept look and i don't know it's yeah, just that was the, awesome the biggest thing between the two games is like the first one is like oh man this feels like it just happened and everything's right. really bad right now and then as soon as you hop into division two it's like where How is many years since that yeah. first game? Like everything is overgrown, and that was the one thing is like there was one of the three. I think there was three dark zones in the division two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I and think so. Mm-hmm. One of them was super overgrown, like compared to the other ones. It was just like this seems like it's been here for like thirty years. Was that the one that's an island? Uh, it might have been. I yeah. haven't played them since forever ago. Yeah, since the launch, basically. I but like, right. I remember when the first one came out and the Dark Zone was finally a thing. It was the first time, one of the first times in console that you had that type of like risk reward kind of right. game. And having mm. to extract and fight off enemies while you're waiting for your loot to get taken out. Yeah, yep. exactly. And that's <clears throat> you're seeing that a lot in like Vigor and Tarkov now. Right. Like kind of similar. Um, but that was well, like the just, first time yeah. experiencing that. And it was, it was crazy back it was then. Thrilling. But then I, I didn't really touch the dark zone that much in Division Two. No, I don't touch I any, any of them because I just get really mad when I get lots of good loot, <laughs> and then somebody comes and kills me and takes it all. Yep, that's true. That's why you got to kill them first. That's why you I'm need not a squad. that good. I'm that's fun. Need, remember, <laughs> need to get Dan Pod in there. Yeah, <laughs> Dan Pod and Chopa just to charge out in front and kill everything. That's right. Sit back. It'll be fine. Have my team of afterwards. goons out there with me. <laughs> Escort the president. You can just be the president. We'll give you a pistol. Sit in the back and just march forward. That's what Could we need be to fun. do in PUBG because I sit and watch a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it takes some getting used to. We'll, we'll get there. 
I know. Mm-hmm. Um, cool though. So do you think you you're kind of on the fence for uh, Warlords just because of the thirty dollars? Well, no, Thinking I don't about think putting more into it. If if there's is you know plenty of content, you know, if it's thirty hours for thirty dollars, that seems fair, right? Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah, dollar an hour. So, and if my long lost friend Ben ever finds his Xbox when he moves back into his house, that might be a, a determining factor as well. So he, he's, I he's saw usually him on my there yesterday, yeah, I think. He's usually my division playing buddy. So let me there know, Ben. <laughs> that game's definitely better squatted up, for no sure. doubt. Especially if you can do things like the Dark Zone. I want to go in there solo. No, there's no rules. The no, just uh, mean people. Yep. Yeah, Fresh, but that's, pretty much that's anybody in the in games though. Nah, there's yeah. something about the dark zone though that like it does bring it, out the worst in people. It I think. turns you into a terrible person. Like oh, eventually, yeah. if you spend too much time in there, you eventually just <laughs> go in, infected or whatever they call it, and you just start killing people and taking their stuff, and <laughs> you become that person. So don't stay in the dark zone too long, folks. It'll get You're you bound to go rogue, just like the Star Wars. Boom! Exactly, nailed it. Um, all right, you good with Division 2 then? Yep. All right, next let's move over to Waterloo. You playing hey. some Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire? I am, I am. Um, it, turn-based, uh, go figure. Uh, super fun. Um, you can you have two ways you can play. You can play it uh, turn-based or like a uh, live-action. Like ARPG yeah. style, like yeah. action. That's yeah, cool. and, but you can still like pause it in that, like switch to each character. It was more like um, if you guys ever played Knights of the Old Republic, how you had your your people, your main character, which you were on, and you could pause the combat in the middle of battle to like pick your moves you want and then target switch a to different another. person or move yeah. somebody here. That yep. Kind of so thing. You, you can play it that way if you want, or turn based. I'm doing the turn based right now, and it reminds me more of Divinity. But the fun thing is, if you if you played the the original way, the tactical way. Um, the builds don't transfer over to turn base the same, so you have to play a whole new kind of strategy doing it to turn base. So it's oh. like I bought two games in one, which is pretty cool. Um, right? Have you only played it turn base? Yeah, because I was like, part? yeah, I was watching a bunch of videos on like the best way to build your person. So I created one, and I was like, this is just not working out for me. Then I realized it wasn't for it was for the tactical version, and uh, but I mean that that part was taken some time to get used to um but the story is just really really good you actually want to talk to everybody you want to hear what they have to say um so does, what's that does, does this go into turn base just when you're get into combat then yeah it's like you you free roam around but when you get into like a battle it will turn into uh turn based um and then you have to kind of like finish that battle and then you get out of it then you can walk around normally so like uh was it mutant? Did, I would say, does it remind you of Mutant Year Zero? Because that's kind of what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. It's just like that, but more fantasy. Um, you build a pretty big squad. Um, as of right now, I, I have five people, including myself. I think you can get up to six. Um, but and then you, with each class, you can... Like, it's a lot more in-depth if you ever played the first one. Before, you would only have, like, one class, one role. Now you can multi-class, so it's even more... Of an RPG that way, so you really got to think of how you spend your, you know, your your points and how you want to interact, how you want to build each teammate, so you can just really do maximum damage. I don't know; it's just, it's a blast. Um, as far can as you, that, what? um, is there a permadeath in it at all? Uh, no, like XCOM that's, stuff like that. No, no. Okay. If your character dies, he just faints in the middle of battle. 
Um, and then once the battle's over with, he gets back up. So okay. that's kind of bummer, but, I mean, it's very forgiving that way. So that's nice. I would say that kind of makes it so you can play on more difficult levels and not have the threat of losing a character forever, just looming mm. all the time. Yeah, and then the interactions between the characters is like uh, Mass Effect. You can build more of a relationship with certain people. Your actions will affect other people. Like um, in this one build I am, I'm like a rogue um, ranger. So I'm kind of mean, but I'm also like nice. I like fix this dude's carriage, but when he wasn't looking, I stole all his gold. And then he rewarded <laughs> like me for do. fixing his carriage too. So I got double the war- uh, works. And then once I got into town, one of my partners was like, hey, I don't know if I agree with what you're doing with people here, you know. And um, well, cool. the other person was like, hey, you know, next time you want to steal something, let me know. We can steal even more. So it's cool how, like, your your interactions will affect everybody else. Um, yeah, that's and awesome. The, the main story of it is you were revived for some reason to track down another god because he's just kind of like almost reigning terror on from what you had left behind and from Divinity 1. I mean, sorry, uh, Pillars 1, um, which is cool. So do you find the two games pretty similar then, Divinity and Pillars? Oh, yeah, definitely. You see a lot of common ground between them. Um, Divinity, I think, is a little bit more turn-based and tactical than Pillars because it originally was more of a live action. So um, it, it, that's that's the biggest difference between them. Like In Divinity, you really have to pay attention to... like your ground and your your what's around you because you the your surroundings also affect you i don't see that as much in the pillars um like if it's raining or if there's oil spill on the ground that doesn't affect my play as much as it did in divinity 2 um so that's a big difference there the same thing with the the story um they're both really in depth really nice um it's just yeah. I, it's something different that i, I like playing because you know, you, you play so many first-person shooters, hero shooters, uh, battle royales. Battle royales. Yeah. Well, they're very they're very tactical, but you know, you have to be the, on, on the edge of your seats. This is something that I can like. It's like reading a book, and then I know reading, <laughs> um, but it's like reading a book <laughs> with just like a little bit of a break in between, where you can kind of play almost like a game of chess to keep your mind on like sharp, but then kind of relax all at the same time while listening to a very good story. There's a big difference between having to use your brain in a first-person shooter to play tactically and having to think where you're going to move a person and what attack you're going to use in a game like Pillars. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, Uh, people think it's not too crazy, like, technical, but you could turn around and one rotation of a thing lose all your people because you moved them in the wrong spot or didn't put something up to protect yourself. Um so right. it can like change really quick, and I know a lot of people think like turn based is very slow and methodical, which yes, it is, but you can screw yourself over pretty quick. Yeah, and th- and that the threat of that is exciting. Yeah, kind of what. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing is just the the, the story. If you if you like a good um, fantasy, this is just perfect for you. Did you play uh, Pillars One? Uh, no. I I started it because it was on Game Pass for free. Um, I played a good good amount of it, but never really draw, drew me in because I knew two was right around the corner. So, yeah, I mean I that like, makes sense. Where are you? Pl- are you playing on Xbox? Yeah. Your, oh, that's the other thing. It's no. I wish it was Switch for Pillars, but um, oh, is it no. not even on Switch? Uh, I don't believe so. Oh, my bad. I know. I think Pillars One is. I don't think Two is on there yet. Is that's Two um, on Game Pass though? Is that where you're playing it? Yeah. 
Uh, no, I bought two. Okay. One's on Just Game Pass. Just one's on Game Pass? Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, it would be so much easier with a mouse and key, though, um, just I to get through that, everything because yeah. there's so many menus. I mean, they did a pretty good um, translation from the keyboard to a controller. You know, there's hot buttons and everything like that, but it still would just be a lot simpler to, like, point and click because running around – I mean, you can do the point point and click with your your controller, but it's nowhere near as, you know, nice as that mouse. So usually I do free run with my characters, but – the AI sometimes when they're controlling your characters, they get in front of you and you can't like tap on the right thing to acknowledge that it's there. Like I kept trying to r- open this dead body that was on the ground and I kept just talking to my pet bear and it's, it's just bad. like, no, I don't want to do that, you know, uh, which was very frustrating. Uh, so I would have to like walk my whole team away, go solo over to the dead body, loot it, and then walk back over to my team. Uh, yeah. It sounds so, yeah. like it's just needs some creature comforts or a cursor or something that you could use on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you like, like I said, every every little thing affects kind of like the the battle because you can also arrange your formation of your crew. So when you're running, you can have them like all in a straight line or kind of however you want. You don't want don't want to have all your magician magic you know magician people up in front, then have your attackers in back. So you also have to. You know, strategize your crew when you're walking around, which is another whole thing you got to think of too. I think they prefer to be called mages, not mages. magicians. Magicians, wizards, you know, <laughs> they're all the same witches. thing. Oh, witch yeah. people. They all shoot Those fireballs out of their hands. Witchcraftery, yeah. or but staffs, or wands. Can yeah. can um, you set them to be like like as default to be at the back or be at the front? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can you can have uh, basically you. It's a menu setting where you can control and put them exactly where you want them it's like a um it's a big grid space that they gotcha. give you it's like a grid base. i think a six by six uh space where you can arrange your characters in that and then they'll they'll walk around you from the way that you put them that's cool so then when you run into combat they'll be sitting the way mm. that you wanted them to be exactly like i have all my the mages and uh the paladin in the back she'll heal and he'll throw fireballs and then I have the ranger in the middle and then my two attackers, you know, on my right and left flank so they can go in real quick. Right. Um, Is this yeah. considered like an auto chess game? Um, auto no. chess? Auto chess yeah. is a lot different. Is I'm it? pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Cause auto chess is, you have like a, a more of a, uh, a chess board and you have certain characters that you put out at a time or something. I don't, I don't play auto chess. I try it on my phone. It didn't work too well. <laughs> Fair gotcha. enough. All right. So you're digging yeah. uh, pillars then. Definitely enjoying it. It it tore me away from Wastelands too, so um that's pretty good. Nice, dude. I like it. Um all right, something we've all been playing. Well, not been playing. We all took some Played. time out of our Sunday morning and tried out Bleeding Edge. Uh this is the new hero slasher game from ninja theory they're the people that made senua sacrifice so this is kind of a a weird different direction they're obviously working on senua sacrifice too but this is their competition for overwatch i guess and paladins is what it seems like they're going for uh but it's definitely more melee focused uh the beta was going on this weekend friday saturday and sunday so by the time you're listening to this it's over but uh, there's another we, one coming in March, and then the game is released at the end of March, right? 
Is it going to be a free release? Or? I think it's a open beta next time. Okay. Yeah, it's coming to Game Pass. So Ooh. okay. Yeah, so that's the nice thing is that all these studios that Microsoft picks up, we just get their games for free in right. Game Pass. So, mm-hmm. um, opening thoughts for Bleeding Edge. Do you, is this something you guys think could ever compete, or does it not need to compete with Overwatch and games like that? I just kind of feel like the crowd for this type of hero-based game they're probably playing overwatch the majority of them at least are they going to be able to hold enough people here for this to be a solely multiplayer game like can they is this game going to succeed (laughs) i think it's like completely different than overwatch different enough yeah you're not shooting like you don't have to like your your targets are acquired automatically you know what i mean you don't have to zoom in on anybody you can literally just click the left thumbstick and it'll auto target one person and you can use your right thumbstick to switch between targets so you know what i mean yeah like this seems a lot less it's more strategy coordination yeah, yeah exactly it, it's way more your abilities and watching your cooldowns and knowing when to hit your skills and working as a team is key oh yeah definitely I, that, moose you were saying it's kind of people were talking like a league of legends almost with the yeah with that aspect i could see that with the whole like not needing to have aim and right. moving your you know timing your cooldowns but the the plot of it right you know, the base plot of it makes me think overwatch or absolutely paladins you know? it looks and feels like overwatch or paladins mm. but as far as the strategy goes and you know your gameplay goes it's more along the lines of one of those hero I don't know what they call them. Your uh, <clears throat> Heroes of the Storm or League of Legends, those type of games. MOBAs. Mm-hmm. MOBA, yeah. there you go. Or Marvel Future War. Super <laughs> War. If we're getting obscure. If, if you're getting weird. Games <laughs> no one's played, yeah. It was, um, it was fun. So what? Uh, we all kind of dabbled in different characters. I dabbled in the samurai guy, whose name I don't remember. Um and yeah, it, names. It, it, names yeah there's names. enough other heroes that i have to remember in other games <laughs> um, I mean, as soon as you look at him you'll know exactly who the samurai guy is right yeah he's got like a gas mask that it looks like he put in his mouth and now like the two filter parts are sticking out of his mouth for some reason he's a weird looking dude just the coronavirus ninja yeah that, the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's who he is um <laughs> But his he had like a dash. He had an alt that everybody in a circle around him would just get sliced up. Uh, he had invisibility, so he could go and get out of situations. He was definitely more of a character where you get in, strike a bunch of times because I think he has a four hit combo. So I'm just spamming X four times, and it's like light, 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 heavy, and it just does it that way. Um, so it was a pretty, I want to say, simplistic style. It they give you recommended characters before you load into the game. So like these are recommended for your first couple games because they're the easiest ones. And there's definitely more complicated ones, Mm. obviously, but he was super easy to learn. Uh, One of the modes, which is kind of cool that we played is it's some type of like orb collection or something like that. I think it's a cell collector cell collection. Yeah. So all these different cells pop up on the map and you have to go collect them. And then eventually these little banks that you can deposit them into open up. Uh, and we, we had one match this morning though, where I just went off by myself collecting all the cells. Cause the other team like wasn't playing the objective. Right. And yeah. so I was literally just going, collecting all these things, depositing them. And we beat these kids like 
fifty to seven. Like, it yeah. wasn't close. Because was we would, I was playing as the healer. He's like a, a kid in a go kart. I first thought he was a kid in a wheelchair because they were trying to cover all the bases. But his legs, his legs definitely move against pedals. So. It reminded me of like a, just a floating comforter, yeah. or not comforter, recliner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know. It's exactly. He was just laying down, but you know. But he was a healer. Pedals. Yeah, he'd do healing, and then he had a little bot that he'd put out that <clears throat> would do damage for him. And then um, what it was is he had a – I can't remember what his other thing was. Like a, Oh, he had like a, a jump so he could jump out of the way like the enemies. So he could like jump super EVA high. Dash, yeah, yeah, exactly. You just double tap A, and he would jump way higher. Like he could jump up onto second levels and stuff. Mm. So That's cool. I, yeah. I don't know. It's hard. I – we played one good round, and other than that, we got destroyed, and God, it was stop. frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> That's really the biggest was. thing in this game, which is kind of like with all those types of games, is that if you ever get soloed out by yourself... Oh, yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're going to get murdered, and that's like the best thing to do is just pick off stragglers that are kind of away from the group of four. So it is yeah. 4v4, mm-hmm. um, and if one person's not there... Uh, go kill them quick because they're going to yeah. go down super fast and kill their healers fairly quick because it doesn't seem like there's very many healing orbs on the map. And then there's like a 30 or 45 second countdown when you run through it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lou, who did you play? I played, uh, we'll, we'll go with big Bertha. Uh, I can't really <laughs> remember really her name, but, uh, I, I think that's close. She was a large lady that rode a unicycle and then had two, chain wheels on her right and left hand um think her of our think her of she's like a well <clears throat> she's like a uh, road hog she had like a grapple i could bring people in to me um heavy damage attack with my you know x button um why i did like a um i like sp- spilled oil all around me that did damage to everybody um and then i think it was uh x no sorry b I like take those two um, tires that I'm holding in my hands and I use them like uh, poi balls, I think they're called. And I spin them around myself and like cut everybody up near me. And then my ultimate is I just do a big burnout with my big ass tire that I'm ride- riding on in circles and then everybody gets knocked down. Yeah. Um, so all the supers kind of seem like, well, they felt like just AOE, just yeah. damage. Yeah. Because mine was an AOE buff. I would set mine off and everybody would have extra armor. Mm-hmm. That was near me. Right. And I think, like, we've been comparing them to Overwatch characters. My guy, I think, was kind of like Genji, if I remember right. Because I also had, like, shurikens. Yep. Uh, except for they, they slowed people down and did damage over time. So, like, if somebody's trying to run away, I could shuriken them uh, yeah. as they're running away just to, so you could catch up to them. Because that was one thing is when people are trying to run away, you're not going to catch them. No. Unless you're using, like, a boost to get there faster. That or, one, No. That one lady with the bird legs... She ran no, like she, twice as fast or three times as fast lady? as everybody the, on the map. Yeah, the it was lady ridiculous. That's what she was, a lady chocobo. <laughs> no, 100%. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. Took the bottom half of a chocobo and put a lady on it. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess I guess if we were comparing my character, he would be what, Lucio? Yeah, I'd say so. Because he does healing and he does damage, but mainly he's a, a healer. Mm-hmm. He had those little, he kind of looked like him. He was on a, like a DJ DJ right. Roomba yeah, exactly. like, bed thing. Yeah, on a Roomba. Exactly. <laughs> That's Roomba. what he looked like. That's what we should call him. It's like his DJ Roomba. Uh, and then we were also playing with Shopa, who I think he was he was a he little was a old lady with a yeah. hot air balloon above yep. her. Yeah. yeah. And she had like bird legs of some sort too, didn't she? 
It was, was definitely was a weird looking character. Funky if you looking, go yeah. through, if you just scroll through the character selection, it's some of the weirdest looking character design I've ever seen. Like all right. of them are super different from each other. Like, and they're pretty weird. Oh yeah. And there's what only nine or twelve characters that they're starting with. That's, Something like that. I think that's what it yeah. looked like. And I don't know if we had. The I wonder if they had array. all the characters in the beta that'll be right. there at release. Well, I doubt it. I so think they'll have some more. But I, mean, be I played made, another healer and it was very difficult. It would make a lot more sense for a roadmap for him though to you know release mm. these nine or twelve characters and then trickle the rest of them out over the next year or two. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I hope it does well. I just don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know. know. Hero shooters have never really been for me, or the hero genre in general. Even when they implemented that into like Call of Duty, where you could pick different heroes with different abilities, it's never really just been my kind of thing. So was, this game was kind of like uh, for me. But I think if you take the time to learn each character, and that's what a lot of people do, they'll have like a few different mains that they're good at in each style, like support, mm-hmm. DPS, uh, mm. tanks. You're going to find one that you like, and you're probably going to stick to them. And I think once you do that in this game and you kind of learn some synergies between different characters and classes, that it'll probably go a lot smoother than it went for us. But we had a squad of four on comms, and there was a few games where we just got – I mean, most of our games, we just got tanked. <laughs> like, we got wrecked. So yeah. I that, think it was that's, just ill-prepared to play. Uh, right. And obviously, if you put more time into it, but it's free in Game Pass when it comes out. So I'm sure we'll give it another shot down the road. Oh, yeah. Somebody um, will convince me to play it, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, let's play Bleeding Edge. Oh, okay. Oh, fine. Is that uh, what they... we're doing tonight to be friends? Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Anything for human interaction. <laughs> That's right. Human male interaction on my, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Enough estrogen in your house. Oh, there, well, not yet, but there will be soon, I'm sure. <laughs> um, well, so we we played Bleeding Edge, um, and that kind of led us into playing <laughs> Overwatch. So mm. the the four of us, we kind of just stuck in a party, uh, played some Overwatch, played some Paladins. Um, yep. O- Overwatch, I haven't been in there forever. When I, because now when you're loading into matches, this isn't news to anyone that plays Overwatch. Right. But you select if you want to be a healer, DPS, or the tank or support, whatever they call it, um, and then it'll load you with other people that want to play the things that you're not playing. So if you don't pick support as one of the things you want to play, it'll load you in with people that obviously have selected support as a type that they want to play. Um, But then you kind of get, you get stuck into that one segment. So there'd be like whole games where it's, well, now I have to be a healer. Uh, So that kind of, right. Yeah. Wrong way. I would (laughs) check all the boxes and end up with a support character every time. Yeah. It just seemed like nobody wanted to play support. Right. So if yeah. you didn't just p- check like the one box of the thing you wanted to do, you're like I did support or healer and uh, like DPS, and I didn't get DPS once. Like I played healers the whole entire time that we played because right. yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it's just gonna make you play wherever other people don't want to play. But the funny thing is when you're selecting that, it like incentivizes you to pick right. like the tank it's like hey you can get 20 percent xp or you can get or you coins can get or whatever box if, this, playing this type right mm. and it just seemed like it was the one that nobody wanted to play so well, so you got support. some bonus xp moose that's cool yeah i don't i don't mind support i'm not saying i'm terribly good at it but um and also there's probably about 15 new characters in the game that 
since the last since time I've that we played, there, right? Yeah. Because I played as a hamster and a little ball <laughs> that rolls around the map. So that was pretty fun. <laughs> uh, the one new character I got to play that I enjoyed a lot, I used to play Mercy a lot just because, I don't know, because nobody ever wanted to be healer. So I did that. Um, but Lou told me to try out uh, Baptiste, yep. right? Yeah. Yeah, Baptiste. So he's cool because he he heals and he has like a couple different ways to do it. But then he also actually has a gun that does decent damage, damage to people <laughs> to actually so you don't feel just help with like with mercy yeah. i'm literally just holding down my stupid yeah. healing or buffing with thing. a stick yeah, fun exactly stuff. <laughs> so it, it was nice to play somebody who i felt like i could do more than just heal even if the first game i didn't even use the the left trigger <laughs> yeah, that, was, <laughs> you, that was funny <laughs> you, you fire like healing bombs at your teammates and i didn't even realize that that was there so i was just using my it was like left bumper or something where it just puts a little ring around me. And then if anyone's near me, they heal. But no, it turns out I can actually shoot healing grenades at my I teammates. Was, I was just about to say, don't tell chocolate, but Risky didn't know where the grenade button was. Yeah, <sighs> yeah dude. And it's, it's like a 15 or 20 second cooldown too for your left bumper that you were using for healing. Yeah. So one would say I was not a great healer that first game uh, at no. all. Dude, I think, I think you're safe though. Cause he doesn't even listen to the episodes he's on. So true <laughs> phew nobody tell chocolate please stay out of discord everyone right <laughs> um yeah so overwatch was fun i don't i can't play it for super long i get frustrated once we start to get steamrolled and i feel yeah. like the people that are playing overwatch right now are the people that are just really good at overwatch yeah we had one like. round that i felt like lasted 45 seconds and all no, we, we could do was just keep up. dying <laughs> yep we had to sit on that pad and it when I looked up and it was like 95% to zero and we didn't even like challenge it. And then we just lost. I was like, Oh, well, can we play uh, something else? Right. Yeah. It's, it's quick to get steamrolled in that game. Once you, you know, mess up or, you know, get stuck behind them, there's no catching back, especially if they know what they're doing. Yeah. That's kind of one thing that I think bleeding edge might have going for it. Like people that want to get in on the ground floor and start at like the same play like start on the an equal Same playing field curve. to everyone yeah. else like it might be good if this is this might be your game so right. give it a shot and also mm-hmm. like i hope they do a mode because what got me into overwatch is they have in the arcade mode they have the the random heroes or random squads and every time you die you come back as a different hero so that you can learn all the different heroes attacks and specials and you know all that stuff so i think that would be very useful in bleeding edge if they did one of those things and then incentivize it like um overwatch does with loot boxes if you play so many rounds of this version we'll give you a loot box type deal yeah that's super smart and then i mean nobody's ever butthurt about their character their main getting taken first or something like that right yeah it's just all random so and then you learn how to play others than what your main is and maybe you find something else that you might like you know that's how i found zenyatta and then I think that's the number one character I have hours in now on Overwatch. So Zenyatta. Zenyatta. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, then from Overwatch, we went over to Paladins. I think we played a game. That was, that was bad. <laughs> Got and wrecked. Was and, I, and then my baby woke up. And and it was like, oh, no, a perfect excuse to stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just chaos at my house with three kids and my wife trying to control everything. So. Yeah. You know. No, it was perfect timing. I, I went in, I, got, I 
picked up Grover, who I've always used and never had a problem using, and then this double hand cannon man just <laughs> oh, murdered our whole team. That and the 8, chick with times. she has some sort of crossbow that's an auto rifle on her forearm, and it just cuts through everybody on our team. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. So uh, clearly, if you want it, those are that's what's so tough about those type of games that they're so hard to right. just pick up and play like for fun. It's the same thing with like Rainbow Siege. Even if you're a, a good yeah. first person shooter, like it doesn't matter no. <laughs> because there's so much other stuff going on around it that it makes it impossible to be like, hey, you want to play a quick game of Overwatch or Rainbow Six Siege? No, you can't because you're just going to get wrecked. You're not going right. to have fun. You need to actually sit down, play it for weeks. <laughs> Siege <laughs> then, is very map knowledge though, isn't it? Yeah. They well, need to have like definitely. a you a United Nations of gaming and just come up with a shooter controller scheme and just make every con- maybe a shooter have the same controller scheme because literally you have to like playing PUBG earlier this <laughs> week it's like oh, what buttons do what now well yeah. this makes no sense at all I forgot going from like PUBG to Vigor to Blackout I think it was yeah. those three just playing playing a ton of them it's always like uh do I need to hit right on my d-pad to throw a grenade because like half the games i have to do that and then the other half right. you just hit rb like a normal person to throw a grenade <laughs> exactly so uh, i think like i said they just need to form a united nations of gaming and just you know have a what is it the warsaw treaty and just shooters are this controller scheme racing games are this controller scheme driving is always this way flying is always this way Makes and then make me, it right? give give people the ability to change it from there just make the default the same across the board exactly and be his crouch not melee they'll never do that though no No. they won't everybody wants to be different that's why gears has that rumble run rowdy run roadie (laughs) run there you go that's the worst thing in games yep control it with your right thumbstick like you're a drunk guy coming out of the bar oh boy yep and looking up is down and down is up (laughs) Makes all nope, the that's sense. not how you play games. Yeah, inverted. that's how you fly a helicopter. That's how you play GTA. a helicopter. <laughs> uh, um, Is that it for games this week? I think yeah. Unless anybody has something, I did. We did get a uh, a five win five win day in PUBG this weekend. So <laughs> chocolate, what up? Yeah, that yeah, was that, that was good. I wasn't there. I think you guys R.I.P. don't win when I play. <laughs> we. <laughs> The best luck we've had is not having Moose there and then playing three-man squads without Ben being, or without Shopa being there. Oh, yeah, that's, that was a good night. That's how we do the best. I don't know what's going on. That's why you uh, didn't show up anywhere last night, huh? Uh, <laughs> I said I was sorry this morning. I tried. I thought we were over this. <laughs> I'm kidding. Are we breaking up? You no, I got to play all up? that Division DLC, and I had something to talk about. There you See? go. Look at it. And good, it it's a good thing we played Bleeding Edge for an hour this morning. Look how much content we got out of that. Oh, yeah. Bleeding Edge. But Whew, our schedules in. do not align, so yes, we are breaking up. Aww, it's going to get the, worse if you leave. The distance <laughs> is killing I mean, if, if you move further west, we're in <laughs> trouble. Oh, are you yeah. moving further west? Nah, not right now. Oh. <laughs> Talk like about later. it at a later date if it happens. It, it could happen. <laughs> uh, please don't. Um, yeah, all right. Anybody else have anything they want to touch on? We good? I have a lot of things I want to touch on. Oh, let's keep moving. Uh oh. <laughs> and with that, let's go to the next one. Uh, we can talk about Game Pass Roulette quick. Um, we are currently doing Fishing Sim World Pro Tour. 
This game features an authentic career mode where you work your way up to an elite angler competing against over 100 of the best anglers in the world across bass, carp, predator fishing, whilst unlocking sponsorship opportunities, gaining career earnings, and social media followers as you go. What a game, folks. Ooh, that um, sounds fun. All uh, I've heard so far is that this game is super hard. Yep. And very- Hone your skills because I caught me an eight-pound bass, and it took me <gasps> about two hours. Oh, my Wait, God. Wait, two hours don't, to reel it in? tell people that. No, to actually catch a fish and get it to the boat. <laughs> oh, wow. That's even worse than real fishing. I know, uh, right? Like, real fishing is fun because you get to eat what you catch. You know, this is just like, oh, oh dude. It's I all about something. jigging patterns and water depth and shade and sun and weather conditions and you betcha. And we should make it worth a good prize here at the end of the month so that people actually, you know. Give it their best, because I'm going out for the W. Wait, yeah. wait, what's, what, there's a contest? We're going to have a fishing tournament at the end of the month, I think. Oh, boy. Yeah. So it'll be the last week of Game Pass. So starting on the 25th, going to the 3rd of March, um, yep. that's the week. We'll do a tournament, and we'll we'll come up with something nice yeah. for the week. We'll winner. figure out a species and a location and, you know biggest fish or biggest total catch wins we haven't decided yet yep so and if it's a two-hour tutorial just to figure out how to get a fish into your boat you guys might want to hop on it yeah Yeah, there's no uh like hands-on tutorial it's all videos and then watch what you or uh, you know use what you've learned to try it in the field right now and uh well while we're on the topic well go for it do you fish for real is it anything like that um, I fish in like lakes and stuff for trout and I don't know. I use power bait. So okay. <laughs> is that really fishing? Cause it's got stuff in it that the fish farms feed them. So okay. sounds um, like cheating. I yeah. Say, I don't know. Cheat, I fish in Alaska. Cheat. I haven't tried any of the, the big fishing yet. I just did a little bit of bass fishing in there. So I couldn't okay. tell you as far as like, you know, trying to catch a big tarpon or a salmon or something yeah exactly but i think that's what we should should focus our uh our tournament on as one of those big bad boys yeah so you you can actually reel in a shark yes exactly catch jaws (laughs) and live to tell about (laughs) it um yeah while we were talking about game pass roulette uh we were going to talk about this in the news but i'll just bring it up here quick uh the dice awards happened this past weekend and our last Game Pass Roulette game, the Untitled Goose game, which some of you probably laughed at, won Game of the Year <laughs> at the Dice Awards. Among so, other things, I don't know I what think. that yeah. says about the legitimacy of the Dice Awards. Uh, but hey, Untitled Goose game, congratulations! Oh God! <laughs> yeah, see, we do pick that good games. Won? We pick great games. Yeah. Have, wow. Did you give it a play, Lewis? Did you even try it? I mean, I saw it. You were a goose causing mayhem, and if I wanted to do that, I'd. Would yes, I'm listening. Put on a duck outfit and run around. <laughs> At this yeah. point, can we just call the Untitled Goose game UG? It's just so much easier to Untitled say. Goose. UG. Yeah. UG. Yeah. Well, UG actually won three year three awards at the Dice Games this year. So did it's they? On the Switch. That I almost crazy. bought it. It's a clean, sweet. It's on Game Pass, bruh. Don't yeah. Don't buy don't it. Don't you listen to this podcast? I mean, it feels like it's more of a Switch <laughs> game, though. It does. And it would definitely it? be good on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. How much is it? Twenty bucks. I think uh, it was twenty, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. But It'll for be on free. sale for ten soon. Yeah, I wish there was a Game Pass for the Switch. There that would be sweet. Be I remember there were talks about that about Last being year, able to play your Game Pass games on 
um, oh, that would the be Switch beautiful. with like XCloud. Like XCloud was going to be able to be played on Switch or something. I, don't, I think there was I patents did hear for something it. like that a while back. It was, it was a long time ago and haven't heard anything about it since. But yeah. man, that would be nice for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, yes, yeah, so that's Game Pass uh, Fishing Sim World Pro Tour. We obviously have a channel for it in Discord. Links for Discard, Discord are Discard. in the show notes. Discard. Uh, with that, let's get into some news. All right, Moose, what's going on in the news this week? Oh, it's getting close to E3 season, so more and more stories seem to be coming out. You know, it's going to be chock full of news from here to June, I'd say. Yay! Let's start out with some uh, some Sony news. Um, our first story is uh, talks about the new Sony in-game monitoring, monitoring patent. So it's a new smart assistant software that could be embedded in the PlayStation 5 and will monitor and analyze your gameplay, compare it to other players, and potentially provide tips on how to advance in the game. Um, it's not yet been confirmed by Sony as of what it will be used for. The patent has just been filed. Uh, it's, it's likely to be able to toggle on and off so you don't have this, you know, Annoying paperclip bothering you and your Clippy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Navi um, from Zelda. Hey. Kind of a downsize hey. that it, it could <laughs> it could also nudge gamers towards other microtransactions like DLC and similar game types that you've been playing. Um, it could also have a smart to- smartphone assistant app to track your content and give you a second screen information type deal. Hmm. Um, but it also could promote pay to win mentality for the new generation of gamers, you know, having that button right there all the time, just give me 50 cents and I'll get you through this type deal. So what do you guys think about the monitoring patent? Uh, I like the idea of it. Cause it'd be nice to be able to like watch your game clips and have somebody have something that tell you, Hey, you could have done this, you know, kind of like, so yeah, let me explain to you a little bit how it works. Um, I was mistaken on how you. Yeah, were no, no, no. It's it. that's it. But basically, it it's all analytics. So it takes your gameplay and compares you to other gamers. You know, it mm. uploads all your data against every other gamer's data, and says, okay, so there's a bunch of gamers that did X, Y, Z in this portion. This is what they did to get part this part. So try this part. So they they okay. basically basically bank you in groups of gamers or gamer types and say this was a successful way of beating it. You know this many times okay so it's more for a single player type of game than a pvp type of game right yeah i think okay. at this point that can you imagine something like that being implemented in blackout and you like yeah. pick up a kn and it's like no pick up that the swat over there to the right it's well like, that's what i'm saying like if it analyzes cents, your play or, style it could tell you what guns would be better or, suited or for just you. A, right. a red flashing box in the upper right corner that says aimbot 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 <laughs> <laughs> For $50 a day, you could have an aimbot. Oh, my God. So, I mean, if this is, I don't know, just play your games, people. If you get stuck, Google it. Don't use this. Right. Especially yeah. because I think it's only an issue if they monetize it. Like, I don't want to have to have my PayPal hooked up to a Sony piece oh, no. of software that right. is going to give me a hint when I'm stuck. Yeah, like, it's it's like the Nintendo hotline from the 80s. From way back when, yeah. You know, pay $1.99 a minute to beat Zelda Legend of the Past or Link to the Past. We have the Google. We yeah. don't. Exactly. Google. It kind of, doesn't it kind of just make this a service like this irrelevant? Like, Yeah. Uh, it's probably faster and 
maybe i don't know i, can, I guess that depends on how fast you can google i can tell you <laughs> in the mid 90s it, it put my cousin out of business he used to sell all the mortal Kombat moves and codes he'd just print them out <laughs> and sell them at the arcade and then everybody got the google and it's like well i can get that for free now here so that's there's like those so strategy funny. guys books too you yeah could, exactly you used to buy those and now you can just google it now you just buy them to put on your bookshelf to look cool in your background I was mm-hmm. going to say, I feel like that's, I mentioned this like a couple months ago, probably. It's like, I can't believe Prima, I think it was Prima is the name of them. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they're still in business making like oh, 200 page game guides. Or it's like, just collectors yeah, stuff, I, I would say at this point. Collectors now. That's all it is, right? It has to mm-hmm. be. <laughs> but there's a market for all sorts of weird crap people collect. So Ain't that the truth. <laughs> so, but I think that, you know, this is kind of a, a glimpse into the future of gaming because I know that, um, um, Stadia is trying to do similar something similar to this to assist gamers through games when they get stuck. Oh, that's still a thing. But Stadia doesn't <laughs> work, so we'll see. Stadia, okay. uh, pretty irrelevant at this point. <clears throat> so uh, you could say their Stadia is empty. <laughs> oh, got him! <laughs> All right, what's next? Well, um, another little PlayStation story. So uh, PlayStation 5 is having some issues with their pricing. So um, basically the manufacturing costs are around $450 right now due to DRAM and NAND flash memory are pricey due to the competing phone cell phone industry. Um, mobile companies are buying up the chips and driving up the price in anticipation of the 5G mobile revolution. So um, additional cost increase are caused also by the new quieter cooling system. As everybody knows, the the previous fan in the PS4 was a major complaint because it sounded like a it, aircraft it still carrier. Is. It <laughs> yeah. is still a major complaint. And on my Chewbacca every now and again. Yeah. So my <laughs> prediction, you know, I'm just going to put it here, is the PS5 is going to be 500 bucks. So I don't um, think it can be. What much do you guys more? think about that? It seems reasonable. Well, not uh, reasonable, but. I mean, reasonable enough. If these machines are doing 4K at least 60 frames per second, like 500 bucks doesn't seem that bad. So, uh-huh. but to only last for two to three years, then they have a new one. Yeah, yeah that is true. But you know, the technology in the consoles is getting to a point where you know. How much better can it get? Right, well, I mean, visually, you're not going to be able to see much better than 8K. So. I mean, phones are like like you said. The phones are buying up those things too. I mean, right. Some of the the like the Sam some of the Samsung phones they're what, up to eight gigabytes of RAM in them, and they're they're super fast. And it's it they're more of a gaming phone, the console, mini console, right. basically. You know. Yeah, it's it's no longer a phone. It's a computer in your hand. Mm-hmm. So but I don't I, know. I think five hundred seems fair. That's what the X came out at. Okay. I, th- right. I think these two. I think Microsoft and Sony are really going to be just waiting to see who goes first. Like if somebody prices too high, it's going to be easy to undercut them by fifty bucks or something. And but I don't know. I don't know who's going to release first. It's Damn. just kind of once you hit six hundred dollars for a console, That's that crazy. becomes that becomes too much. Right. Like, was that what the PS3 was? Six hundred. It, well, I think, I think it when, was. yeah, when it first came out. Yeah. yeah. It was and that's why 360 destroyed them in that generation. Right. Like it wasn't even close. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Xbox One X was 500 when that came out. Uh, mm-hmm. It felt fair at the time. It could right. be 4K. Uh, it could run a lot of stuff at 4K 60. But 
And I think that I the new Series X is probably going to be around that same price point. Well, I think I'm going to hold off on the new console because uh, didn't they say uh, Microsoft's all oh, there's going to be no ex- uh, games for their new system right off the bat? Both of them well, are going to be not released for both of them systems. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So, but well, go. The- the X is, you know, a 4K 60 capable machine, so mm-hmm. that's not really handcuffing anything at this point. Yeah, but like for me, it just makes it tough as being an X adopter. That yeah, it's like, do I need a Series X? Like, not right now. That's in my opinion. You know, we all can wait two years, right? Exactly. That's seems, what I'm. Yeah, it do. seems like it. I could use that money to buy a computer. Exactly. Yeah, you that's literally what, could yeah. build like a mm-hmm. decent whole computer rig for 500 600 bucks so yeah yeah and then especially once my if your box starts hurting then upgrade right what are you are you you have an x right Luke? yeah yep. okay yeah so i i'm in the same boat where it's kind of like i feel like i can definitely at least either skip this generation or hit it up on a, a big black friday deal at some point yep that's so the end of it putting you closer into the the ps5 group because you didn't get the pro um yeah that's that's where i've been for i think a month or two now it's kind of been like i'll get a ps5 if i'm gonna buy these two because my og playstation is you were talking about the fans earlier it sounds like a rocket ship so yeah Yeah, i I put a disc into mine the other day and it was like (laughs) i thought i was loading up aim or something i was like what's going on i think what my yeah i think what my determining factor will be on both of these consoles is what the trade-in value will be for the old ones. what I have currently because I have a Xbox One S and I have an X so if I could trade those both in and get the Series S or X I'm sorry for 100 to 150 bucks you know what I mean I, yeah I guess that's definitely true so mm-hmm. yeah all sorts of different factors <laughs> yeah. we'll start with price though that's what we need to know oh, yeah, right exactly price so, is a big factor alright one more store, Sony story um, we finally found out how much Insomniac Games cost. So last week uh, in a financial, what was it? The uh, financial report that Sony showed to their investors, um, it showed that they spent $229 million last fall for Insomniac Games. So they reached the agreement, um, like I said, last September, but the financial dis- details were not disclosed. Um, this makes... Um, that it becomes Sony's 14th internal studio. So, you know, it seems like all these middle tier double A game studios are being gobbled up by the big boys on, you know, who's going where. Yeah. Everybody wants the software on their end. Right. And just to remind you guys, notable games from Insomniac was the most recent Spider-Man, the Ratchet and Clank series and the Xbox favorite Sunset Overdrive. Wasn't Psychonauts one of those games too? Uh, uh, no, Psychonauts is uh, Xbox. Oh, okay. It was... It's NeverSoft or I'm not gonna remember the name. Yeah, of no. I, I definitely. No, I thought they Tim, were Tim. Tim, Tim Schaefer. Yeah, du- Tim Schaefer. Schaefer and a uh, double double fine. Double fine. There you go. That's what it is. Yeah, that was one of uh, uh, Microsoft's big gets last summer. Even though some E3. of us who have never played those games are like, who? Yeah, exactly. Are about? <laughs> These are just some weird games. But they were super stoked, so it's a big deal. Yep. <laughs> um, I think that's it for Sony news this week. Sorry, guys. 
But I got some other news. Um, Let's hear it. Somebody forgot to pull the plug on Anthem. (laughs) Just won't die, huh? (laughs) They just will not go away, dude. So I've got a quote um, from their GM, ESGM, Casey Hudson. He says, We recognize that there is still fundamental work to be done to bring out the full potential of experience and that will require more substantial reinvention. Wow, sorry, that was a hard word to read. Then an update or expansion. Over the coming months, we will reinvent the core gameplay loop with clear goals, motivating challenges, and progressions with meaningful rewards, while preserving the fun of flying and fighting in a vast science fantasy setting. So, um, and then he wrote in the blog post, basically the game needs are more satisfying loot experiences, better long-term progression, and more fulfilling endgame. And this is all coming from, you know, the Reddit, where the, the pissed off gamers hang out. Yep. <laughs> and so uh, he says game fundamentals need to need a complete overhaul, and they're currently working on just that. Call it Anthem 2.0, if you will. Uh, but they're going to currently support the game that's they have, so they're going to keep that current iteration supported uh, during the overhaul with um, holiday events. You know, their what did they call it? The cataclysms. Yep. Yeah. So they're going to keep everything the way it is for now, but they're working behind the scenes. Um, basically, look at it as a proverbial uh, under construction type sign. If you go to Disneyland and they're building a new part of the park, that's basically what they're doing with Anthem right now. And uh, there's really no date or time of when 2.0 is going to be out, but they are focusing on playtesting right now, which they said they didn't have time to do previously. And um, they're looking forward to their future. So <laughs> Anthem's not dead. <laughs> it's just yeah, in recovery. Right. And this is kind of, yeah. Know. They had a little bit of an apology. It says, creating new worlds is central to our studio mission, but it's not, but it's not easy. Sometimes we get it right and sometimes we miss. We, what keeps us going is the support from players like you. Your feedback gives us guidance on how we can improve. Your passion inspires us with the courage to create. I look forward to working together with your involvement and feedback towards the best possible future for Anthem. So that's got to be only outrage culture that's left giving them feedback, isn't it? <laughs> it's got to be. I mean, the the game was fun when it first started, and then it just Well, it's wasn't. still fun. There's just nothing to do. Once you max <laughs> yeah, out your character and get all the mods and perks and weapons, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, It's cool to blow stuff up, but... Give me something the, for it. The the core mechanics are awesome, and then right. it kind of just stops there. Exactly. Yep. But, I mean, we've seen this before. Like, the Division, uh, the first one, like the 1.8 update that brought, like, Survival and a bunch of other stuff. Survival that, was fun. Yeah, that brought back a ton of people. Right. Uh, year one of Destiny 2 was really rough, and then Forsaken came out, and I know that brought back a ton of people. Mm-hmm. Um, even destiny you, one and the taken king yeah so mm-hmm. they, they've there's been these updates these 2.0s if you will um for other games and it's it's worked out for them i mean destiny is super popular right now uh, division two obviously is putting out expansions that people are getting hyped up for to come back uh i just don't know is there if, room for an- anthem still well, it's it's kind of like when you look at Fallout 76 right now. It's yeah. like they keep trying to do stuff. They they're putting in human NPCs in their next patch finally, I think. And yeah. it's like are these things enough 
to bring people back. It's kind of like some of these games get knocked down so far after right after launch that there's nothing you can do to bring people back. And I don't know if that's what's going on with Anthem. I would love, I would have loved for Anthem to be great. I would love a 2.0. I really do hope it succeeds and it's amazing and it makes me want to play the game again. But Mm -hmm. as of now, it's like, eh, there's other things I can be doing. Everything that I was reading is they want it to be more along the lines of the Final Fantasy, is it 14? They had to basically... Oh, re- yeah, Realm Reborn there or you whatever. Go. They basically just completely remade the game. They nuked the whole MMO yeah. and just started from scratch, and That's now what, it's yeah. like the best MMO that you can play currently. That's like, what they want this to be compared to as opposed to the Taken King or um, Forsaken dang. or Division oh. 2's Season 2. They want it to be... You know, that is a high bar they're trying right. to reach. Yeah, Jeez. and that's what they Completely want to be compared reset. to, or that's what they want to be along the same lines as. So I'm interested to see it, but like I said, there's no timelines at this point. So so I'm not even going to think about it until right. a, a date it's, comes out and I have something to look forward to. I it's mean, going to stay like, uninstalled on you know my games ready to be played list. It would be like when they were pushing the game out. Oh, oh next year. Oh, oh, next year. Yeah, exactly. So I don't... Hmm. Good luck, Anthem. I hope you succeed. Yeah, I hope it's, you know, because it is a fun game. It's a good game. It just... Yeah. I want to fly around an Iron Man again. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So, um, the game that still is getting support and everybody seems to be loving and playing still, uh, Borderlands 3 has a event going on just till Thursday. So, if you want to get involved, get involved quick. Uh, It's, like I said, till the 20th of this month. Um, it's called Broken Hearts Day, and essentially you have the option to turn this on or off at the beginning of when you start your, I guess when you start your mission, or you start your gameplay. So when you first load into the screen, it says, would you like to play this this event? And so what you're going to do is there's going to be floating hearts around all the enemies, and you want to shoot those, and some will, they, they're kind of like pinatas, so, mo- so some will explode and cause kind of like AOE damage, just fire damage. Some will drop loot and guns and stuff like that, and then some will drop buffs. So if you're underneath one and it and it'll drop a buff and you know it'll kind of boost your attack or turn up your your damage done, stuff like that. So um, and then uh, Maurice will keep track of the broken hearts that you collect, and will give you awards um, as to the numbers that you accumulate. Starting with I think it's ten, you'll get a skin. And it maxes out at a hundred with a legendary sniper rifle. So, get you some Borderlands if you want to get on that. Uh, you've only got a couple days to do it, though. All right, I already beat that game, so yeah, exactly. I know Chaotic put it on there, so I figured I'd you know throw him a bone. Oh yeah. wow! All right, uh, Division Two announced their new expansion. It's called Warlords of New York. So it's going to continue on their. Um, final expansion of season one which they went back to coney island and uh the new max level will be 40 uh the man uh there'll be a map expansion of lower manhattan there'll be four name zones uh fog of war where you can explore to identify map points and interest of activities Uh, there's a wide range of open activities as well as new secrets and collectibles to find Uh, there's an open-ended campaign there's uh, enemies that now scale to your level, and you can explore Lower Manhattan without any level restrictions, so you're not locked out of any areas, not being high enough level. Um, there's also five distinct investigation threads, each linking the main and side missions, so five different kind of stories that tie everything together. So there's five main missions, eight side missions, 
the main missions and side missions, like I said, are all tied together. There's improved boss fight mechanics as well as unique skilled mod rewards. So it looks like quite a bit of uh, content for the, the price of 30 bucks. So we're going back to New York. Back to New York, that's right. That's, uh, I wonder, so this will all be completely new areas then? None of this should be reused from the first game, I would assume? I'm not sure, to be honest with that. I don't know if they're they're adding on to the original game, but you know they got to redo everything anyway. So I would assume it's all, all new maps, but it may be similar areas. You know what I mean? I wish they did uh, mid-Manhattan with uh, Central Park and everything. That'd be cool right. to go through. That was kind of weird. What didn't people get in like break through the northern part of the map and get into part of like Central Park or something? Maybe I'm dreaming that. I feel like somebody got into a big open like green area uh, going through the top of that map at some point, but then nothing ever came of it. it but yeah, that would have been that would have been cool for sure. Give it a little foresty in there. Yeah, right. right. It would have just been a completely different vibe from the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. And I think what this game dropped what mid to end of March last year. Uh, yeah, it was definitely March. So that's when I assume that this year two stuff will drop. It's probably about the same anniversary time. Yeah, makes sense to me. So I'm sure you know they'll be leaking or trickling out more information as it gets closer. All right, um, got some bad news for all you Jeff Keeley fans out there. If there are any of those. So I know Jeff it seems who? like the guys Jeff yeah, exactly. Jeff with a G. Uh, G off. <laughs> so it seems like he's everywhere in gaming. But uh, one place he's not gonna be this year is uh, E3 Coliseum. So he uh tweeted out a quote last week that says Oh, sorry guys. For the past twenty five years I've attended every electronic entertainment expo. Covering, hosting, and sharing E3 has been a highlight of my year, not to mention a defining part of my career. I've debated on what to say about E3 2020. While I want to support the developers who share, share, excuse me, support the developers who will showcase their work, I also need to be open and honest with you, the fans, about precisely what to expect from me. I have made the difficult decision to decline to produce E3 Coliseum. For the first time in 25 years, I will not be participating in E3. I look forward to supporting the industry in other ways at other events in the future. So just another big name or big title off the E3 list. It's weird because he's been doing this for so long. And the Coliseum, if you're not familiar, was just like the hardcore like interviews with developers, right? Right. Yeah. It was just kind of like the, the it's almost like the epicenter of what everything that was going on at E3 and that's where they had everybody up there to talk about games and do the let's plays and the demos and things like that. So I wonder if it's about money or if he just, I'm sure it's about money. <laughs> it Well, it, it's also weird because he said that he wasn't going or whatever and wasn't going to do this, but then he responded to someone on Twitter who asked why. And he said it was based on what he, what has been communicated to him about the show that he doesn't feel comfortable participating. Oh, wow. So it's kind of like, that was super cryptic. What are you talking about? So I'm wondering if we're going to see something weird or not super consumer friendly, maybe, at this year's E3. It's, I don't know. Was it it E3 was the one where they had, um, you had to buy all your tickets and everything, not knowing what panels and what 
things were going on, so you didn't know if you were going to actually see the people that you wanted to or not? I remember that. I don't remember if that was E3, though. Yeah. I don't know. But that yeah, maybe that's, that's what's, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I, you know, E3 is like you said in, in some messages that we've had on Discord, it's kind of like a, a bucket list thing. But I just hope it's still a thing when I actually have time and, you know, money to go do it. <laughs> if you've never been to a PAX, dude, you should just make it up to like PAX in Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. It, it's so, it's like, it's meant for us users, like, right? Just like normal gamers that all you're doing is playing games talking to developers about their games and just playing games it's like if i was going to go to one of these i would take a pax over an e3 any day from what i know of right. e3 at least right so yeah no jeff Keeley. i wonder you know well, didn't he just host the dice awards and the other game awards and he does his said. own game awards yeah right so oh well jeff's not going to be there all right they'll, they'll find somebody else that looks nice to sit up there and talk about games right Mm-hmm. Not too hard, I would assume. Right. I'll, I'll do it. There you, you go. Know, Perfect. Time's up, so hopefully it's a lady. Am I right, guys? Boom. <laughs> Most likely so, will be. On to the next story. Chocolate's excited about that. Well, I don't know how excited, but xCloud is out for the iOS. <laughs> a little bit, kind of, in a super limited games list to uh, one game that's Master Chief Chronicle <laughs> or Master Chief Collection. That's it. That's uh, all you Bruce, get. How many games can we play on X? Oh, just one. <laughs> well, I guess it's what five, but it's all Halo. Oh yeah. Okay. Te- technically, <laughs> it's one game file we're opening though. <laughs> right. And I don't even think they get reach or anything like that. They just get the the core the old, Exactly. Uh, that's so weird. I wonder why they just want to start it. it. I also was not in X Cloud from the very beginning, so I don't know. Or. No, I guess when I first signed on, there was like five games or something. It was like yeah. Gears, Sea of Thieves. It was really limited. Uh, it was oh. super limited, but now there's like 50-something. Uh, Plus, you can um, stream to your Xbox anything. Yeah, if you're on the same library. Wi-Fi, you can just stream from Xbox, which is sweet. Uh, well, hey, good for good for the Apple users out there that they can give it a <laughs> shot and so, yeah. play, play through Halo. That's got to be just the Microsoft-Apple thing, right? Just uh, I'm sticking it to you because you're Apple. I have no idea. It's weird. It seems weird. Like at least it should have had the same five or six games that Android started with right off the bat. Just because I don't know. I feel like you're not going to get a ton of feedback from putting xCloud on iOS when Master Chief is your only game. Like if people don't want to play Halo, they're not even going to touch this thing on Apple. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. Exactly. And then back in the day, that was the reason to have Xbox though was Halo. I, so, I want yeah. to say they, they released it to, uh, or they, they signed a deal with Samsung last week too, but there were no restrictions or anything. Yeah, so I don't, who knows? It, it, you might be very right about, it's just a. Just stick it to Apple. Hey, a who's who thing, Apple. yeah. So yeah. Makes enjoy sense. Halo chocolate. Yeah, hey. enjoy your Halo bear. But uh, next, um uh, up is Disney is asking for all sorts of creative minds to give them some input. So as we all know, they have a long list of failures in the gaming industry as far as their IP goes. So they want to create more games along the lines of Spider-Man and uh, Jedi Fallen Order since those are now part of their, you know, under their belt. So, and they're willing to lend out their IP to creative developers to create their own stories. Um, 
like they did with Insomniac, like they did with EA, and it only took them, what, a decade to get a decent Star Wars game out of them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess Battlefront 2 is a really good game now, isn't it? it just, uh, yeah, after it's fun. a couple two, years of being three out. years, right. <laughs> That's just how those games go, dice games in general, Battlefield, Battlefront. Yeah, you just wait two years and buy it for five bucks, and it'll be an excellent title for you. So, but yeah, Disney is willing to basically open up the coffers and the vault again and lend out their IP to see what creative people can do and create their own stories and create their own universe. So, it's exciting news. Yeah, all they needed was Battlefront to have the most ridiculous microtransactions they've ever seen for them to be like, right? Oh, this is what they're doing with our video games? Hmm. So, uh, yeah, if you're gonna make games based off of Disney's IP, I would prefer you make them like Spider-Man and Fallen Order because those have been two of my favorite games in the last ten years. So right. Fallen Order was amazing. Yeah, and that's that's basically the gold standard of the bar that they're setting for everybody. So that's right. so it basically awesome. says, "Come one, come all, show me what you got." But this is what we're looking for. Yeah, not, nothing jam-packed with microtransactions and good old microtransaction. Good old Michael lose friend. So we got some sad news for all us Xbox lovers in the next story, unfortunately. So you guys didn't even know about this. Well, I guess Lou did, but I I broke the news to you today, Risky. But it came out last week that uh, Final Fantasy VII is going to be a timed exclusive to PlayStation until March 3rd, 2021. Mm -hmm. So that's a whole year, kids. Yeah, that planned on playing long. this. Yeah, on, wasn't it coming out on Switch or PC also? Or it might come out on PC. I don't think okay, so. PC. I don't think Switch would be a yeah, but no Xbox, no PC until March of 2021. Yeah, so uh, if I you buy can have this a kid game. and it'll be almost out of diapers <laughs> by that point. <laughs> Yikes! If I buy this game, it'll be like my fourth time buying Final Fantasy VII. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I've never played it, so I will be playing it on drop day on my PlayStation. I nice. said this is going to be a pretty amazing way to experience that whole story, because going oh, yeah. back to it is kind of tough. <laughs> the story's still there, but looking at it, it's just rough it's on just, the eyes. Oh, you don't like original square horse hands? Uh, it's, <laughs> it, dude, it's so weird, because this game came out right in the awkward stage between like 3D graphics and 2D graphics, so it's like yeah. as they were just starting to learn... And it's some of just the most ugly, like, oh, what am I looking at? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, another one of the determining factors for me is it, it went from turn-based to a, an action RPG. So I like to button mash. Yeah. I'm hoping that it's kind of more like a uh, uh, a more of a timed cooldown with some of the attacks. But right. I think it's just going to be like Final Fantasy. Well, yeah, it looks like you could pause and augment things. Yeah. Like, so it's kind of a mix of the two. Right, you could pause the the action and kind of change your characters or whatever. Kind of like what you do. were talking about earlier, Lou. With Divinity, so, I mean, um, with the Pillars, Pillars of Eternity. Pillars. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that oh, a year. Yikes! That's crazy. That is a long time. It? Yeah. yeah, when we you thought might have to that bite the bullet and just get it on a PlayStation. I will be. <laughs> so yeah, but when when we all thought that you know exclusives were going away and everybody was starting to share and you know we just want our titles on anything that we can get it on. Except yeah. for Final Fantasy, by a PlayStation. I mean, at or least s- they they're doing a timed one, and it's not exclusive, exclusive. Well, a, a what, year what's is worse, pretty though? much I don't know. exclusive, exclusive. That's like the Call of Duty crap, where it's a year out. Nobody's gonna yeah, be playing he, that crap a year later. 
yeah. can't play the Spec Ops missions for a year. Yeah. When no one will be playing them in a year. Yeah, yeah. but maybe after a year you won't be paying that full 50, $59 price tag once it's released. Well, it's different Xbox. with Call of Duty because that was a mode within the game. So I bought the game and then just don't I don't get to play a whole section of it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I guess they're, they're you pay the same examples. price as the PlayStation guys, but they get more content. Yeah. But we'll get it eventually. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. When nobody cares. <sighs> Time to so. dust off the old PlayStation. I have to wear headphones when I play my PlayStation because of how loud it is. Like that's <laughs> I can't play it with just normal speakers. It just ruins everything. That's and the other thing is, the speakers and the controller always scare the crap out of me. Oh, you forget they're there. <laughs> just like, wait, what? Why is my hand reloading? Or you know what I mean? That's the, <laughs> the first time that. I was playing MOB the show, and it was like, hey, batter, batter. And it came yeah. like out of my thing. It's like, what? What is this? <laughs> Throw it across the room. Yeah, you're getting <laughs> chirped at from your controller. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> so, and we got, uh, let's see, a couple more stories left. So, did you guys check out the Outriders trailer that dropped last week? I yes, did. Sir. So, this game looks pretty awesome, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It looks very anthem mixed with Division. Right, Anthem, Division, yeah, Mass Destiny, Effect, all those, it, yeah. the three different type of people. So this is going to be uh, Bulletstorm developers' take on the Destiny-style shooter. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be out, what, this fall? A holiday, 2020. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be console release type deal. Yep. And it's going to be on multiple platforms, right? Yeah, uh, that I didn't see. That's what I was gonna ask. I didn't at least Xbox and PlayStation. I would right. assume PC as well. So, yep. So yeah, it says uh, PlayStation Four, Windows PC, and Xbox One. Oh, very nice. So it'll also probably be on all the next gen consoles as well. Uh, um, but yeah, it looks like a an epic space story with magic and guns and powers. I just hope it's not another anthem. You just wait for it and then. Uh, I hope there's actually Dude, something Anthem's, there. Yeah, Anthem's trailer that they showed at E3 in, what, 2015 or 2016, just, mm-hmm. you know, that set the bar for that game so high. I remember I was watching, I think I was at Dan Pod's house watching mm-hmm. E3 that year, and I remember him, this is something he said. He said, well, have fun with Destiny. This is what I'll be playing next year. It was, <laughs> it was something like that. And I was and like, then- Two years yeah, later, yeah. when it dropped, that's that's where the garbage monster was invented. I'm pretty sure Dan was there every single hour you were. So. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Consume all the content. I, I got my money's worth out of it. Oh, yeah, oh, we all sure. did. We <laughs> all sure. got at least 50, 60 hours into that game. And then we we're just like, now what do we do? Yeah. So but that's, that- that's just like a you know your single-player epic. I literally went through a withdrawal or a postpartum depression after i finished the witcher i just couldn't think of anything to play just what do i play now yeah nothing's gonna fill that hole so i'm so lost (laughs) the uh did did you catch any of the gameplay they did for this yes it looks they did that whole thing they're uh so the three classes they had the pyromancer who looks like he just kind of wields fire which Mm -hmm. is fun Mm -hmm. uh the trickster and the devastator trickster and the devastator yeah the trickster is dope he at least the one move that I saw that really stuck with me was he puts up like a time bubble. So okay. as people are shooting at you, if when bullets enter the time bubble, they slow down right. completely. So you can like dodge bullets and stuff, just being able to manipulate time like that. Or he can, 
he like creates a portal and ends up behind people like teleports yeah. behind them and can kill them that way Did you some of his moves look dope perfectly it says this. he's a, a close range class with time manipulation abilities that allow hit and run attacks it's yeah, exactly that, how you described it. Yep. Yeah, he looked he looked awesome. Like he just reminds me of like a hunter, like from Destiny, like that type of class. Right. And then yep. your devastator is your tank, you know. DPS yep. and Sounds just it. take the brunt of it. Pyromancer's like your warlock or your your mage class. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say he sounded like the uh the storm caller from Anthem or yeah, Warlock so and Destiny. Looks, that's that's your class, Lou. They oh, seem to be hey. checking all the boxes as long as they have a story and lore and loot. You know, as long as the looting is good, I think that just should be a good game. Yeah, mm-hmm. the trailers they're doing. I'm just with these type of games. The big question is always going to be, what am I doing after my first hundred hours? Right after like, I level max. Right. What happens in the next? What happens in hour two hundred? Hour three hundred? Like, I game? I need something. Yeah, you need to know what the end game is. And if it's not up to snuff, then that's when you see all the drop off. So, mm-hmm. fingers crossed for this one because it it does look cool. Yes, sir. And that brings us to our last story today. Oh, um, oh boy, it's a sad one. Yep. Uh, Rip HQ trivia. <laughs> so it's dead. Um. Let's see. A CNN report on Friday said that HQ co-founder and CEO Russ Yusupov sent a company-wide email stating that the company would immediately cease cease operations and move to dissolution because the investors were backing out. And then he later that day tweeted out and said, with HQ, we showed the world the future of TV. We don't get to where we hoped. We didn't get to where we hoped. We did stretch... But we did stretch the world's imagination for what's possible with our smartphones. Thanks to everyone who helped build this, and thanks for playing. And there's no idea of how to withdraw current winnings if you already have it. So, oh, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> you leave that, that stuff Sorry. in the bank. I remember playing. I would ping people. Oh like, yeah, who, whoever was playing, I would ping everybody at like yeah. six o'clock. It played, I think, six, six or one seven. o'clock at six o'clock, or one and seven my time, I think. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I think it was three and nine, so I was still at work, and I would just ping everyone. It'd be like, "All right, let's see who can go the farthest." And if you're not familiar with trivia or H, well, HQ what, trivia, twelve rounds was, or fifteen rounds, it, or was I think it ten. I think it was ten. It okay. was like they'd give you ten trivia questions that got harder and harder. You had ten seconds to input them on your phone, uh, and if you got it right, you go on to the next round. Um, and whoever right. got to the very end, the winners of that would switch whatever the pot was that day. Uh, and this wasn't a paid app. It wasn't anything. I was always like, how are these people making money? It was the creators of Vine, right? I'm, right. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's just ad ad sales and, you know. So they just had money to throw away? But and invest, my- Yeah, they were trying to make it big like, you know, the next Twitter, the next, you know, they tried to make it to where it could be something that was, was something Facebook huge. level or Google level. Yeah. And it was huge. Like my parents played it every night. Like, right. It was think, just something they would do when it was out. I think one of their their backers had a, a domestic violence something come up right around the whole Me Too stuff that was going on or sexual. No. So that kind of, I know there was a big boycott, Trivia HQ, right around the same time. So, But the one thing I'll always remember in my favorite memories from that stupid trivia app was the the host scott rogowski mm-hmm. it was just being the punniest dude that you've <laughs> yeah. ever seen like the, the one-liners he would throw yeah. out were so so funny for this dumb 
live trivia. That was the thing. The whole thing is live. Like this dude is sitting in front of a camera live and a, a trivia right. app on your phone. You have 10 seconds to answer the, it was just, it was awesome. It's a, I haven't and, played it in a he, year or so. Yeah. <laughs> he did it with such good dry humor too. Like you could tell he yes. wasn't the writer and he was just reading it off a teleprompter and he just yes. like, <laughs> look at the producer behind the camera and just like, seriously, you want me <laughs> to say, say this? this? <laughs> Do I have to say this? Uh, rest in yeah. peace. Yeah, it was, you know, he had a good run, but, you know, you're no lottery. Sorry, Trivia yeah. HQ. Gave away too womp, much money. And I think after never getting past, like, question seven, probably made me stop playing eventually. I was like, I'm just too dumb. <laughs> right. It would be funny because, like I said, we would play it at work, so there'd be, like, five of us in a room, and when we'd get stumped, and we were all like, okay, we'd all made it to five, question six, and none of us had any idea. It's like, all right, you take A, I'll take B, you take right. C, and then, like, one person will go on to the next round. And we'll <laughs> We'll try to help each other out. Yeah, that, that was fun. So, and that, my but friends, is the news for this week. So. Ooh, boy. Pretty newsy. Moving on. Pretty newsy. Yeah, that was a decent amount of news. Uh, we do have a couple games coming out this week. Uh, Kingdom Hearts DLC Prologue is coming out to Xbox on the 18th. That's this Tuesday or today, if you're listening, the day the show comes out. Uh, Devil May Cry 3 Special Edition is coming to the Switch on the 20th. We also have Sega Ages Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for Nintendo Switch, also coming out on the 20th. Uh, Your Games with Gold, which started up this past weekend, are going to be Call of Cthulhu and the OG Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, That's good from or that's good until the 29th the one before that is uh good until the 15th of march so plenty of time for call of cthulhu which i thought actually looked interesting to say nope. the least nope no not is for you that, too, not too gonna do it yep. call of cthulhu wasn't that a, isn't that a turn-based game uh or am i, I think so else? i thought that was like a detective third yeah, person. yeah it's a okay. scary dark yeah. shadows and yeah bad um, stuff happens very story driven pick your own yeah. left yep. or right type deal uh, we also have games coming to Game Pass this month. We have Bayonetta on the 18th, the day the podcast comes out, uh, alongside of Vanquish. So those will both be, be there. Uh, leaving at the end of this month, though, Batman, Return to Arkham, Just Cause 4, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, mm, I feel like Rise of the Tomb Raider actually just left. I know I yeah, just uninstalled it, it from my Xbox. Of, the end of the uh, month. They did, so I don't think that's, yeah. I know okay, Return so, to Arkham is leaving. Yeah, so these are either gone or leaving soon. Uh, but Rise of the Tomb Raider and then Snake Pass is the last one. Uh, Snake Pass is a fun little puzzle game if, you, if you're just looking for something small and uh, fun to play. And um, I want to say that these Bayonetta and Vanquish games are remasters coming out for the 10th anniversary. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if this Bayonetta one is the one that was just came out for switch Nintendo, yeah, right? I think it is. yeah not too long ago so Bayon- yeah. yeah but they just had a bunch of bayonettas on the switch released right so if you're gonna play or if you ever wanted to try out like i've never played a bayonetta game dude so. it is crazy it just uh, it, isn't her hair like her she, co- her clothes, clothes and, and she has guns in her feet guns in and her, all yeah. sorts of weird stuff yeah and then she <laughs> does her super right. and she whips her hair back and forth like willow smith i whip my and- hair back and forth <laughs> It, but you don't see anything because everything's moving too fast. Yeah. Her hair destroys <laughs> stuff. Uh, Very too fun. I got to a uh, a part where there's like a dragon. It almost looks like Contra, and you've got to run from side to side and like avoid d- different attacks and then attack him. And uh-huh. I've not been able to beat that part yet. So. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, if you want to play Bayonetta, this is probably the best way to do it. Then uh, yeah. this yeah. is going to be the most current version. So 
freest Hop way on to it. do it. And the, and the freest, yes. And Vanquish <laughs> is a similar game, correct? I actually don't know what Vanquish is. I think it's a, a shooter version of Bayonetta. Just kind of like, like don't running, quote me on that. running gunny. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, wait. Bayonetta's not a shooty game with guns attached to her feet? I would well, call Bayonetta like more of a slash. hack and slash okay. that uses guns. Gotcha, gotcha. Hack and slash with a side of shooty. Correct. <laughs> side of shooty. Side you of just, shooty. Your blades are bullets. There you go. Uh, perfect. All right. Hey, we did it, folks. We made it through another podcast. Ooh, boy. Good work, everybody. Whooped. Made it through. Everybody on top of their game. Um, all right. Let's plug this thing up. Uh, make sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts. Rate us. Give us the five stars if that's what you want to do. Um, obviously, you give the five star right now, and Mother Russia will find you. Oh boy! Exactly, and you're gonna listen to that. So five threats. stars, please. Threats always work well. Or the, <laughs> or the Russian man is gonna find you. Uh, if you want to keep up to, with us on the daily, you can head on to head on over to Discord. Uh, links for the Discord are in the show notes. That's where we all kind of just hang out, chat about whatever every day. So head over there. If you'd like to support the show with your hard-earned money, head on over to patreon.com slash C-A-G podcast. Uh, over there we have Chocolate's Ramblings. That's one thing that comes out on a pretty frequent basis. There, uh, It's short little audio clips of all the weird stuff that goes on in Chocolate's head. Oh, boy. Uh, probably not safe for this podcast. So not head on over there. Yeah, exactly. We're adults for that matter. Oh, yeah, we're adults. <laughs> Don't play it in the car with your friends or your family. Test it out by yourself first. Uh, be a good thing to listen to on the way to therapy. Yeah, they're perfect. There you go. Well, chocolate said, no, we don't. We're not going to do that. Uh, another way to support the show uh, is through our merch shop, which is through Spreadshirt. Um, links for that are in the show notes as well. Get yourself a hoodie, a snapback, all that fun stuff. If you'd like to keep up, keep up with us on socials. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at CAG Podcast. And if you need to reach out via email for anything, CAG Podcast at gmail.com. Um, I'm Risky the Kid everywhere. If you want to reach out to me, Moose. Moosenstein8314, all places. And Waterloo, if the people want to game with you or whatever, where can they find you? Uh, Waterloo at Waterloo on Xbox and Waterloo, Waterloo at Waterloo on PlayStation, if I'm ever on there. <laughs> what was your phone number again, Lou? Oh yeah, nine one one. Okay, Just make cool. sure to ask for Lieutenant Lewis. <laughs> Good luck, everybody. Right. Unless you're in the UK, and then it's nine nine nine. I think. Oh, is it nine nine? Yeah. Well, if know. only we had a British man on the show to tell us <laughs> next week. <laughs> It'll be the first thing we talk about. Um. All right. Well, hey, Lou. Thanks for being on the show. We'll have to do this again. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good to Thanks have you, buddy. for having a, me as a guest host. Appreciate <laughs> your uh, your impressions and your opinions. Yeah. yeah. Impressions and opinions. That's what he does best. <laughs> Everyone has opinions, and I do impressions. Perfect. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning into this week's episode of Cross Atlantic Gaming. We'll catch you guys next week for an all-new episode. Goodbye. See ya. Toodles.
So for me, it's the month of the knock knock jokes. So, knock knock. Who is there? Nobel. Nobel who? Nobel. That's why I knocked. Oh, <laughs> I it was going to be a Nobel Peace Prize joke or something. <laughs> nope. Missed it by a mile. All right, I got another one. Oh, knock knock. Who's there? Luke. Luke who? Luke through the peephole and find out. Oh. Ho, ho. Wait, we got to do dad jokes, right? Yeah. Uh, Moose jokes. was doing yo mama jokes last month. Yeah, I <laughs> what just about... change it every month. Um, just not rated R jokes, Lou. That's what we're looking for. What do you call a Mexican who lost his car? <laughs> oh, God. Carlos. I'm not sure. <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be up to my discretion oh, uh, during editing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, why racist jokes are kind of frowned upon. <laughs> why did what? Why didn't the TP cross the road? Why? It got stuck in the crack. <laughs> All right. Toilet paper joke. Toilet I like joke. it. I get it. I thought that was going to be a racist Indian <laughs> joke, so much better than I thought we were going there, Lou. Uh, why was the color green notoriously single? Why? Why? It was always so jaded. Oh. oh, that's sad. The color jade, it's green. Whatever. 